0: Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Ask Marco, where I answer your investing-related questions. Today's question comes from Nia, and these are beginner turnkey real estate investing related questions. She's got six well laid out questions here, and I'm just going to take them one at a time, read them and answer them. She says, hi, Marco, I recently discovered your podcast, and I had a few questions about turnkey real estate investing. That's great. That's my favorite subject. So the first question she has here is, what are the expected expenses to an investor of a turnkey property? For example, closing costs, inspector fees, monthly mortgage. This is a great question. So your expenses are, yes, the closing costs. These are things such as title insurance, recording fees, escrow fees, um, document fees, Prep fees. (laughs) The fees seem to go on and on. Fortunately, a lot of this stuff is anywhere from $30 to a few hundred dollars. But, you know, it's all on a statement called the settlement statement. It used to be called the HUD, uh, named after the um, Housing and Urban Development Department, HUD HUD. But now they call it a settlement statement. And so your closing costs are listed on this document. And it could be anywhere from several hundred dollars which is very rare to typically about a few thousand dollars Um, you could kind of budget a a percentage or two percent of the purchase price just as a very very general rule of thumb inspection fees are going to be there you're looking at about three to four hundred dollars for an inspection and that is in my opinion mandatory i i essentially mandate that all our clients order an an inspection. Do not overlook the importance of doing an inspection, regardless, even if it's new construction. So you're looking at three to four hundred dollars somewhere around there, unless it's a very large property or it's a, a duplex fourplex. And then the monthly mortgage is technically not an expense. The monthly mortgage on your property is Uh, what is referred to as debt service. So the principal and interest you're paying is really for the borrowed monies uh, or funds that you've used to acquire the property. So really that is referred to technically as debt service. It's not an expense. And I also like to say that your tenant is actually paying down your mortgage. So um, that rental income covers your expenses, your, your monthly operating expenses plus the debt service and what's left over is known as your cash flow. So um, so it's really hard to give you a number on monthly mortgage because obviously that that's uh, dependent upon how much you borrow, but those are the expenses. Number two, are are they expected to cover unexpected costs for a tenant once a deal is closed? Now I'm not sure who you're referring to as they, uh, but you go on to say here, unexpected costs could be anything. A landlord typically would be responsible for fixing like a laminate counter that needs some fixing up after a few years. I think what you're saying is if there are, if there's damage, um, who's expected to cover that? Well, if your tenant is liable for the damage, not meaning that it was something that was clearly their fault, then they're certainly expected to cover that. And if it's something that is relatively minor but is a thing that should have been covered by them, like damage to, let's say, um, the drywall, in, in you know, uh, holes in the drywall or damage to flooring or something like that, that would come out of their security deposit. Now, ideally, they would pay for that, you know, well in advance, long before they ever move out. Uh, and that's something that the property manager would notice and take Uh, take note of and and bill them for if they're they're doing an annual inspection or maybe, you know, an an inspection or a walkthrough every six months. Many property management companies will do that. And they'll also do that if you request that. Um, So damage done by your tenant is covered by your tenant. It's their responsibility because they're supposed to keep the property um, as they found it. So hopefully I'm answering your question there because it wasn't completely clear. Number three is if anything comes up in the future in a rental property that has a tenant living in it, who's expected to cover the cost to meet their needs? Well, again, this is um, it's pretty much the same answer. If, if something comes up and it's normal wear and tear or something breaks like um, I you know the toilet seems to be kind of the perennial go-to example but let's just say that something happens that you know something inside the toilet breaks that's not a problem that is a general handyman type of repair it's it's low cost someone's dispatched out they, they fix that or you know leaky faucet or uh, disposal not working or if you've got appliances there and you're responsible for the appliances and you know they're not working they'll, they'll get checked so um, anything that is belongs to you as the landlord the owner you're responsible for, you would obviously fix that. Those things come up, but not overly often. Uh, But if it's something that's caused by the tenant and it's their responsibility to maintain the livability of that property, and it's something that was their negligence, they're responsible for that. So I think number two and number three are related. Number four is what is the full extent of what a property manager covers? Is it the types of concerns that were mentioned in the questions above? your property manager is there to manage your asset and to keep it leased and to field any questions or concerns your tenants have. They are responsible for making sure rents are collected, late fees are collected, if any, um, inspecting the property once or twice a year, doing a walkthrough and coordinating any kind of um, major repairs that need to be done if they need to be done. Um, And those could be necessary from time to time. Um, But that's really the extent of the property manager. Their, their biggest role comes in when the property needs to be turned over for the next tenant. In other words, move out the first tenant, clean up and prepare the property for the next tenant, show that property to prospective tenants and move them in. That's a big piece of what they do. Uh, so that, I mean, that's their role. As landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time You might also know that thousands of landlords have to deal with the headache of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there was a trusted way to help prevent the headache of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the Smart Move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which can help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. Now, for a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try SmartMove tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how SmartMove can help you find your next great tenant. First, make a more informed decision with SmartMove's proprietary credit score, built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Second, reduce non-payment risk with SmartMove's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. And third, get critical information quickly with a full credit report and criminal background and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental properties. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment and evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, and enter code NORADA25 N-O-R-A-D-A 25 at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion SmartMove, you'll get great reports, great convenience, and great tenants. Number five, if an investor decides that they want to sell their property, how would they terminate their loan uh, that would initially, that was initially taken out to purchase the home. I'm just trying to read the question here. Are they required to continue paying off the 30 year mortgage? Well, if you sell the property, the first thing that gets paid is the loan. So if you sell the property, the proceeds from the sale pay off any liens first and foremost. So you're really at the bottom of the totem pole. Uh, So yes. You don't have a choice. The, the, the mortgage or the loan is paid off first and the lien is released and what's left over are your net proceeds and that goes to you. So um, that's a pretty simple question. Number six, finally, my last question with the idea of a looming economic downturn, would you recommend holding off on purchasing a turnkey property? I know that you've mentioned the market is a big factor that comes into play when determining whether or not to buy a turnkey property. Well, first of all, you can ask this question in regards to any type of investment, any type of property of any scale or size, not just turnkey properties, but it applies to duplexes, fourplexes, apartment complexes, commercial, retail, whole, um you know, industrial, wholesale, whatever, um, and even other types of asset classes. My personal feeling is that, first of all, when you talk about an economic downturn, let's just call that a recession. We're pretty much overdue for a recession. We're past that window of when we expected it. And there are many reasons for that. You know, the proverbial kicking the can down the road, just keeping interest rates really low, keeping credit easily available. will keep things humming along like they are. So it's not a matter of if we have a downturn or a recession, it's a matter of when. And that is a matter of debate. There are people who are saying that could be as early as 2020. And there's others that are saying we're expecting or we could or should expect that by 2022. Regardless of when it is, keep something in mind. People will always need housing in fact, we have a shortage of housing in this, co- in this country, especially affordable housing. And so as long as we have people that need, to pl- need a place to live and they or their f- household, the family, has income um, to pay for their expenses, which are typically food, shelter, and clothing, uh, there will always be a need for good quality rental housing, what I call safe, clean, and functional housing. So there's always going to be demand. The question is, is where does it make sense to purchase or invest in that housing and provide that housing as, as a service? And that's essentially what you're doing. You're providing shelter. So there's never a bad time. There's always a good time. It's not a question of when should you be investing. The answer, in my opinion, is all the time. Uh, the question is, is where should you be investing? What markets and submarkets and neighborhoods should you be looking at and then do your due diligence, analyze the numbers, make sure you have the right team working with you and for you, and uh, as long as you got a property that's in a highly desirable neighborhood that is always gonna have families and tenants, people living there, you will be fine. You will weather through every economic downturn or recession, just like we have in the last 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 100 years, 200 years, and so on. So keep that in mind. It's a question of where, probably more so than when, because people always need a place to live, 365 days a year. All right, Nia, hope that helps you out. Um, That's it for this episode. Appreciate the question. And again, for everybody listening, if you have a question about real estate investing or finance, shoot it over to me. Simply go to Passive Real Estate Investing, click the Ask Marco button, and uh, I will do my best to cover that. In fact, I'm going to do some batch recording here. And if you haven't already, remember to subscribe, help us share the show, remember to rate it and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you may listen to this. Thanks for listening, and I will see you on our next episode. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the US. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.